five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Podcast on the internet. Daryl, it was beautiful. It sounded great, man. Perfect, Perfect Daryl. It's uh, it's gonna look great on the show. All right, that was uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates. August day, and today is the last day of August. It is the 31st, and uh, thanks for being here. I apologize for being late today. It was one of those mornings, shall we say. Bobby was burning the midnight oil, which is why the show was uh, basically uh, loaded and ready to go. However, I was not. But thanks for being here, and uh, I am glad you are here. So let's uh, let's let's have a nice sequence of events today, and get the show off on a proper note. And yesterday, I waited to the end of the show to talk about our sponsor, True Hemp Science. And uh, today, I'm going to just bring it right up, right up front. Oh, look who's here, the Yacht Cat. What's going on, Mr. Yachty? Yachty boy? Jasper, the, the yacht cat. Would you be a wharf cat? No, I don't think so. A dock cat? You're, you'd be a yacht cat. Apparently, the orange tabby is a breed that, as legend has it, was brought to various parts of the world on ship but originally by vikings yeah you were a viking you come from you descend from viking blood you were on those ships and you took care of their their rat population they fed you probably little pieces of fish that they would catch maybe some walrus blubber all right, here we go. True Hemp Science. Yes, it is true CBD. Not fake CBD, synthetic CBD. CBD that you get at 7-Eleven. Nah, not this stuff. Uh, my friend Chris Lynch, who I've talked about quite a bit, goes out of his way to source only the best CBD products for you and your little four-leggeds. So if you are interested in the world of CBD and have not partaken, uh, here's your chance. Uh, people have contacted Chris via email, via phone, 
and he's there to answer all your questions, whether it has to do with shipping uh, from state to state. And in the continental US, hemp's not a problem. Um, I don't think he ships internationally, which is unfortunate because some countries in the world are still living in a bit of the dark ages when it comes to this uh, fantastic product and a very important product and not just for our health, but also for, uh, there's a lot of other uses for hemp. Henry Ford made a car out of hemp. It's, it, to me, it's, it's one of the most criminally slept on resources that we have available to us. It grows in abundance, it grows quickly, uh, and it has so many versatile uses, but this one is prime, this one is for your body. So if you get $100 worth of product, you're going to get some free product thrown into the goodie bag. And uh, that's truehempscience.com backslash ref backslash 23. That's truehempscience.com. You got the backslash. You got the REF. You got the number two and the number three, 23. And that'll get you right into the uh, true hemp science world. Type in 15 mins, one five M-I-N-S, and uh, you'll get some free goodies thrown on top of your $100 order. If you order 150 or more, you get the free shipping. So there you go. All right, wanted to get that straight up, straight up out front. Ah, uh, yes, August day. It is the last day of August, and I've been looking for that performance by Hall & Oates. They did a, a midnight special one. I think it was 1978. I actually remember where I was when I when I saw that show it first aired. I was living in Foster City, and I was 18 years old. Had a TV in my bedroom. Imagine that. And I came home, probably been out partying or something. And I came home and I threw it on, and it was just them. And it was just the, it. It was not like any other hall, um, midnight special. I, I I mean, I think maybe they had changed the focus of the show at that point. It wasn't these. Uh, Burt uh, Sugarman, Big Burt Sugarman Hollywood Productions, where they'd have, they'd always have a host on the Midnight Special. A lot of times it was Lou Rawls, Natalie Cole, Wolfman Jack, uh, who else would be on there? Uh, maybe George Carlin. Would George Carlin be a host sometimes? Not as many as the others. Usually Wolfman Jack was number one. Lou Rawls a lot. Natalie Cole every now and then. But that's what they used to do. Captain and Tennille would be hosts. They'd come in. They'd, they'd maybe play a couple numbers. They'd introduce the bands. But that show, and I think they'd moved to less of a major production, and uh, probably because they couldn't afford it. But that was an interesting uh, episode because it was all like behind the scenes in the studio, and everything was quite moody. And there was no audience. There was no applause. It was a really interesting show. And I tried to find other tracks from that show. And that's the only one I could find. Uh, there's a part one where they're actually interviewing Hall and Oates about that song. And John Oates thinks Along the Red Ledge is the best record that they've ever done. I think it's probably because it has the most John Oates songs on it than any record they've ever done. And that was the record let's see it goes um beauty on the back street along the red ledge and then i think ecstatic 
where they get into this whole kind of punky thing, uh, new wavy thing. Like those three records are really interesting. And those are the prelude to all the massive 80s hits. They're in it, they're in it. I, I find them just fascinating as a band because they have this success early on with the big hits, Sarah Smile, uh, Rich Girl, right? I mean, big, big, big hits. She's Gone, three massive hits. If you're a record company, you're just salivating. You're like, these guys are fucking hit machines. These guys, these guys are, are, you know, they're just printing presses for us because they're making all this incredibly sellable music. They were young and you know, they're handsome. It's like, you know, they were, they were on. And then they go into this other direction, and it's not as if they don't want to make the hits, but they start to kind of go into more of what music they want to do and i think it's the most interesting period and don't get me wrong i like the odd stuff um that comes along with the 80s but they definitely took more chances and if you listen to the lyrics on august day they're really good lyrics i mean daryl hall was just he just nailed very poetic stuff and this uh, just uh, kind of a poignant song for the last day of august and yesterday was a weird day. It was a, and I apologize for not getting to Aaron Rodgers until probably what, like 10 or 15 minutes left in the show. I apologize for that. Um, but there was just a lot of interesting chatter and banter in Chattoria. Speaking of which, let's go in there right now and hang out. Let's see who's on board today as the dark yacht begins to load up here in the, in the hill country. Let's see what we got. Okay. We got uh, Sony. What's going on, Sony? There's CC Jones, Fran. Jacqueline, hello, Jacqueline. Good to see you. Uh, Michael Pafford, much cooler summer where I live. Let's see who else we have. There's my man, Tom. What's going on, Tom? Good morning. Western New York. We had two months of very little rain, too. I was talking with a friend last night uh, on a text, and I think we're going to have just a fucking hard, cold winter. I'm very concerned about our friends in Europe, but I'm going to return to that conversation that we started yesterday. By the way, if you're listening on the podcast, welcome on the podcast side of things. Jasper, Jasper's like my comfort cat this morning. Let's see. Um, who else do we have? Miss Nakia is here. It's been sweltering. Summer here in New Jersey. Can't wait for fall either. Yeah, that was kind of a fall tune, right? Didn't that have that fall kind of feel to it? John Oates on harmonica playing some tasty Tasty harmonica there at the end. I'm wondering what coming winter will bring, but we'll forward to eat. I, I'm telling you, Michael, I think it's going to be rough, man. I think they're ready to, they're ready to just put the uh, half Nelson on humanity. That's what I think. Hucklebuck is here. What's going on, Huck? 
Wendy says the beautiful one. I found the weirdest band last night. I found the weirdest fucking band. So yeah, I go through YouTube and I, I cruise through like groups that I remember and I remember their album covers and, but I never bought their album. Like, well, I wonder what these guys sound like. Cause I didn't have to spend the money to figure out what they sound like. And there's this very strange band. I think they're from New Jersey. Speaking of New Jersey, they're called the hello people. And they did this weird thing where they were in mime. They did like music with mime and they had mime faces. And apparently they were like Todd Rundgren's backing band for a while. I watched a couple of their videos last night and man, were they, they odd. Was Robert having issues this AM? Yeah, the issue is uh, Little Nemo and Slumberland. Um, we got, uh, who else we have? Let's see. Da, 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 da. Equicentric is here. There's Ryan. Morning, Ryan. Kelly B. Kelly B always brings the age demographic down. You got to love it. The median age drops by about 20 years when uh, Kelly jumps in. It's always good to have her. Have her in the fountain of youth. Uh, let's see. I like days when I can interact with chat. It's not always possible. But we like it when you interact with chat too. That's an important thing. September could be hold on tight. I hope not. They still need to cancel this election. Yeah, I think we're going to talk a little bit about that and get into that today. Uh, there's the beautiful one, Anna Sophia. What's going on, Anna? Always a pleasure to have you here. And your ebullient energy. There's another word people don't use very often now, ebullient. I describe Anna as ebullient. Maybe I could give everybody a one-word description. There's Marie. Good morning, everyone. How would I describe Marie with one word? Determined. Determined. That's a word. Uh, Wendy says. What would I use for Wendy says? I would say Wendy says is soulful. Soulful. TJ, how would I describe TJ? I would say TJ is solid. Ryan, one word to describe Ryan, he eclectic. Eclectic. Uh, JMP Love, what would I use to describe JMP Love? Mysterious. There we go. Kylie M. What's going on, Kylie M.? I think the yacht has drifted off to sea and sprouted wings and is now flying. Oh, space yacht is on its way. Compiling the list in my head. Yay. If, oh, that Daryl. Daryl Hall was a good-looking dude, man. And I think Daryl Hall, it's like there's a rock and roll hair of fame. I think Daryl Hall is probably in it. He's a very early inductee into the rock and roll hair of fame. You know, it's had good hair. Bowie had good hair. We're on the Hall and Oates train again. Trump's hair kind of looks like cotton candy. Yeah. Timing perfectly. I just got caught up on the chat 
and the music started. Good morning. Oh, good morning to you, Maurice. Looking forward to seeing you. Uh, let's see. I bet Trump has a great fear of flame. I bet you Trump, ha I'll bet you Trump has a number of phobias that would surprise you. That's what I think. I think Trump is really eccentric. Like borderline Howard Hughes kind of eccentric. Now we get the sheep out this morning doing their little sheep run. Feasting on the vestiges of the corn that never grew. That's a line. Feasting on the vestiges of the corn that never grew. That was the season between me and you. Or something like that. Uh, who else do we have? Thor, Thor at the door. What's going on, Brother Steve? Good to see you. Got the Crimmies coming in. Had a super nice chat with the Crimmies yesterday. Talked for about an hour. Plotting out a Friday show. Oh, let's see. Who else do we have here? 25 years ago today, Diana was killed. Everybody knows where they were. It's one of those days. 9-11, Diana. Uh, what would be another day like that? I think I, I think you could throw when Trump was announced that he won the presidency. I know exactly where I was. I was on my couch. I was up late watching the returns. Uh, Mark S., what's going on, Mark? Chiming in from the uh, great, great Pacific Northwest. Oh, Anna Sophia giving lots of uh, shout-outs here. There she is, the great one. G to G, Jake Kaiser. What's going on, Jakey? Always a pleasure to have you here. In the Freeman, Chris, and Steve session that took place last week, anywhere online. We don't, I don't know about that. I think Freeman does an hour free. Hey, there's Chad. Chad, you you dirty little terrorist, you. You're right here with us. And uh, we're proud that you're here. Chad, I think, brings the uh, median age down a little bit as well. Anna Sophia loved that Jasper. Yeah, how could you not love Jasper? How could you not love him? I know. You're so lovable. Uh, let's see, who else do we have here? Ba, 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 ba. Cremo. Christine. Christine must know when we're going to talk about Trump and politics. Those are the days she shows up. Intuitively, she must know. Uh, let's see. SP Dimples, first time. Hey, what's going on? Should take advantage of your friendly time more often. Welcome, SP Dimples. Good to have you on board the uh, SS Chattoria. Uh, Birdie's here. Hi, Birdie. One of my bunnies is a whack job. Maybe CBD would help. Can they do the CBD? Sure, of course they could. Why not? Why not? Don't see why not. Animals be animals. Let the midnight special shine. It's ever love and light on me. There's no place like tomorrow. Like home. There's no place like home tomorrow. Uh, let's see. 
we got a Luxembourgian. How about that? All the way from Luxembourg, Jasper. I know. I had lunch one day in Luxembourg. I was on my way someplace else. The train stopped. I had an hour. I got off the train. I walked across the street. I had a pretty good lunch. I had a pretty good beer. And I got back on the train. From what I could see, uh, the town was lovely. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Um, it ain't easy being a bunny whacker. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like a great line for your description on Tinder, Bunny Whacker? Squirrel right, squirrel right. But then you'd find that one person that would be interested and intrigued. And then you'd have to think, okay, do I need to either run to this person's house because they're intrigued or do I need to be worried? Let's see. Uh, Marie asking about the video. I think the video should be working all right. What a lover boy Jasper is. You should see you should see Jasper around Joan. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing around Joan. You are. You have you you just lose all sense of decorum. I hear Pakistan got a bit of rain. Is that where they had the flooding? And they're blaming it on global warming. God. It was a rough day on Twitter yesterday. Let me tell you. Rough day on Twitter. I used to watch Daryl's house. He could adapt to any of his guests. Daryl's house was a great show. And what I loved about Daryl's house is that he would bring classic guests on like Smokey Robinson. And then he'd bring really young artists on. I really liked that. One of my favorite, uh, of course, I am a little biased, but uh, one of my favorite episodes of Daryl's house was when he had Cheap Trick on there. And then another one was uh, was Todd Rundgren. But I think he went to Todd's, if I'm not mistaken. I think he went to Todd's place in Hawaii. That's so Todd. It's like, yeah, we'll do Daryl's house at Todd's. <laughs> That's That was funny. Uh, Scrubbies is here. What's going on, Scrubbies? Good to see you. Uh, places look like no one has ever lived there before. That's crazy. Resetting the world one catastrophe at a time. China is selling all Russian oil gas to Europe. Uh, they want to buy. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. Scrubby does have the scrubbies. Good scrubbies too. So Kelly B says she does look youthful. Most people don't believe I'm nearly 40. Well, that's good. Uh, thank you for your message to us heroes yesterday. It's exactly how I feel. It will be on rough, but I am where I need to be. I'm glad you took it in the spirit. I'm going to bring something up about yesterday's show in a minute after I go through uh, everything. Mysterious, a great title for my fellow Scorpio friend, JMP. Uh, orange man here. Let's see who else. Thank you, Robert. I know sometimes 
I drive people with my energy. You left out a word. But I do like drive people with your energy. I like that. You, you could just drive people with your energy. Who, who needs petroleum when you've got Ana Sofia? A uh, third of my four daughters, 23, have been telling me the new indie-style pop singer who just performed at the Echo in L.A. to a sold-out house last Saturday. He has great hair. Don't underestimate great hair in rock and roll. Elvis had great fucking hair, right? It's the hair. It is the hair. Christopher Cross's downfall was a hair moment. Video killed the radio star. Let's see. Who else do we have? Uranus, Sun, and Gemini. Mars bearing down. There's Don Renee Hart, the Leo Queen. She's here. Got a good house today. Good, good house. It was shocking at the time. Yeah, it was definitely shocking. Absolutely. I was at uh, Sutro Baz, the cliffs, hiking around there that day. Heard in the car. Queen Lisa, I'm here to check in early, but it disappeared. You never appeared. You were just on time. Uh, let's see. Crimmies are talking to Freeman this week. Okay, good. Challenge or disaster? PSYOP. Yeah, that's really weird, isn't it? I was at work. I was delivering mail. You weren't even around. You weren't even around. Your ancestors were around, whoever they were. They were around. Uh, let's see. I went scuba diving for the first time. In the Cayman. Oh, that's when Diana had her accident. Wow. You and Fran should connect. Fran is a diver from back in the day. Let's see. Double trauma that day. Thousand feet's nothing. To, that's a that's right. CC says that's it's a hundred feet. My bad, hundred. No joke. No, hundred feet is no joke. Uh Let's see, who else do we have here? Uh, what made CNN successful? It was the Challenger disaster and the rescue of baby Jessica from a well. I'm gonna throw one other major CNN moment. It was the first Gulf War where they were wall-to-wall -wall coverage 24 seven because that's what I was watching. That was, that was a big, big moment for CNN. Uh, I so wish I could reach through the screen and pet Mr. J. Oh, I know, right? Too bad we don't have Petavision. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Petavision. You'd have all these hands coming through. You'd freak out. They make a charge for pets. How much should we charge for a pet? A dollar per pet? What do you think? Is that enough? He wants more. All right, a dollar for you and a dollar for me. We'll split it 50-50. How does that sound? All right, good. Uh, let's see. Steve Letro is another diver. I think Steve also lives in the 
Northeast, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Um, I think we got through it. We got through it. Lisa said she did a dive in a 30-foot quarry with a giant old snapping turtle. Well, that could be interesting. Nothing like the threat of imminent danger to spice things up a bit. Right, Jasper? How do you feel about imminent danger? He's not a fan. He's not a fan. No, you're not. Okay, let's get into the show. It only took me a half an hour to get through the ad and to greet all of you. And I always love greeting all of you. I just, you know, I want to say something. Somebody yesterday left a comment in chat. And I debated whether I want to bring this up or not. And after not very much debate, I decided that I do want to bring it up. And let me see if I can find the comment. It should be somewhere here. Um, I, I got another Holland Oats song on my head. Not the one we heard. Where is it? Where's that quote? It's right here. No, that's not it. I'll tell you what the gist of the quote was, because I, I know it exactly in my head. Uh, no, that's for the Hummingbird Festival. I'm going to the Hummingbird Festival in two weeks. They have a Hummingbird Festival here in Texas in a place called Rockport. And what happens is that the hummingbirds get down there on the coast in Rockport and they get their um, last sips of water or, or uh, rocket fuel before they hit the big journey to Mexico. So they all gather together there in Rockport and they have a big festival. So we're going to go. Because we've been feeding the hummingbirds and what you know, helping them get their rocket fuel so they can make the journey down to Rockport. So it's a long, it's a long journey. And then to Mexico. So I want to play this. I'm not even play this. I just want to bring it up. Because every now and then the Virgo and German in me. The Virgo and the German, the Virgo and the Scorpio. I don't know if I have any German. This quote came in at 1023. Uh, it was it was a text in chat. I think Europeans, especially Germans, Austrians, and Swiss, are probably a lot more resilient than you give them credit for, Robert Phoenix. Where did I say that the Germans, Austrians, and Swiss are not resilient? I went back and I listened to the show. I didn't say that. Okay, I did not say that. And if somebody is German or Austrian or Swiss and they're in the chat and they read that, somehow saw that, it's like, this is false. This is fucking fake news, okay? 
So if you're going to criticize me about something, criticize me about something I'm wrong about, like wrong, like I've said something factually wrong, I'm okay with that. If you don't agree with what I have to say, and there are many people who don't agree with what I have to say, that's fine. But to say something or infer something that I didn't say, that's not right. So Mr. Virgo in me says, use exactitude with your language if you're going to slightly accuse me of saying that I don't think Germans, Austrians, and Swiss are resilient. I don't have a lot of pet peeves, but that to me is almost like borderline slander, okay? So I don't, I don't mind if you bring your criticism, just fucking make sure it's either something I really said or something that I'm factually wrong with. I live in the hill country. Do you know who settled here? Germans. Do you know what they had to go through? They had to go through swarms of mosquitoes, ungodly heat. And yeah, they have to go through the Comanche Indians who were stealing their kids, stealing their cattle, and uh, in general, making a bloody nuisance of their attempt to colonize the new world. That's resilience. And guess what? They're still in power in town. That's resilience. So I live with resilience. I live in a farmhouse that was started by one of the first German families that moved to this area. I am the only person other than that family that has lived in this house. Okay. 90 acres that they've farmed. I'm not farming it. I know where resilience is when it comes to the Germans, the Austrians, and the Swiss. I live with it. Okay. Not there, but here. I just needed to clear that up. I don't want to be accused of something I never said. Who does? Who does want to be accused of something they never said? How about you, Jasper? He doesn't care. All right, let's get into the uh, subject matter of the day. Um, okay, I got to start with some humor first, because I, I think yesterday was a turning point for Trump, and not really a good turning point. There were three people that were pretty significant that turned on Trump. The New York Post, which had been pretty supportive of Trump, turned on Trump. Um, and this whole Mar-a-Lago, this is this is this whole thing is problematic. This is a major, major problematic moment for us, and not because of the fact that the Trump mission theoretically is, you know, in, in uh, choppy waters or it's the problematic moment is the programming. And I'm going to try to break it down as much as I can, because I can see what's happening. I can see what's happening. Before I get into the problematic part of this, I got to show you some funny shit. All right, so yesterday, and we're going to get to Trump. We're going to get to Trump. 
but I, I got I got to loosen up the gears a little bit here. Yesterday, the savior, the savior of Texan politics, the savior of the United States, the savior of the Western world, one Robert Beto O'Rourke came down with a bacterial infection and had to have four antibiotics. And uh, I was talking with Dr. Joan, who knows a little bit about the antibiotic thing, being in the medical world, four is a lot, which means you're pretty fucking sick. So Beto had to take his foot off the gas and he had to um, go to the hospital and get some rest. Let me take you into Beto's Twitter feed. I think it's really telling. After feeling ill on Friday, I went to Methodist Hospital in San Antonio where I was diagnosed with a bacterial infection. The extraordinary team there, from custodians to nurses and doctors, where the fuck did the custodian help Beto? It's like he's got to include the little guy. What did the custodian, like, clean up his, uh, you, you know, the, the spray of poo on his wall or some shit like that? Like, how much interaction did he have with the custodians? Gave me excellent care and attention, including four antibiotics and rest. While my symptoms have improved, I will be resting at home in El Paso in accordance with the doctor's recommendations. Yes, the high priests of science. I am so sorry to have to postpone events because of this, but promise to be back on the road with you as soon as I am able. He's running for governor against uh, Greg Abbott. Texas girl right there said the criminal. She's got Beto Works arrest record. 1995 burglary arrest, 1998 DUI, 2006 imminent domain ethics violations complaint. Uh, 2013 admits to illegal Twitter stock purchase. Uh, 2018, uh, uh, FEC uh, charges illegal campaign contributions. This is Beto. He's Beto. Robert Francis O'Rourke is a fucking freak. He's a freak. But I want to go through some of these Twitters. Uh, so I would say this is, you're going to see here why. I'm just going to be straight up. You know, I'm straight up. Sometimes, sometimes I, I get to the dog whistle edge. I'm going to be a little straight up here. And, and by the way, this is, I don't want to lose the beautiful women that uh, listen to the show. So I always have to have some parentheses and an asterisk when I say something slightly inflammatory, especially when, when it might include about half of us. Well, more than half of us. But you're going to find in this thread, most of the people that are supporting Beto are women. They're women. Maybe it's because he's tall. Maybe some people think he's good looking. That he has the air of progressive liberalism about him. 
right? The aura of progressive liberalism that he's the good guy. Maybe that's it. But there are a lot of emotions here that are running through this thread. Look at Michelle here. She's got the blue wave, the peace sign. I, you know, I don't know what is that. What is that? Green deal or some shit like it. She's got all her little fucking emojis. She's got the Ukraine flag. She's got looks like brown power. Uh, I don't know what these. Two, I'm sorry, my my glasses are not probably tuned in enough today. Blue wave, brown, blue wave, brown. Feel better. We need you, Beto. And then Tom Noy. You're going to find that most of the dissenting people on this Beto thread are men. Imagine that. Tom Noy. No, we don't. Um, who is this? Political joint. Who knows? Get well soon, Beto. Uh, here, look at Nikki. You take care of yourself, Beto. We'll take the baton for a bit so you can rest. Uh, Marcus, the girly man, chimes in, yes, ma'am, indeed. Carmen, sending healing energy your way. We need you well. Jack Hutton, another girly man. Rest up. I wish you the very best of health. Victoria, feel better and get some much-needed rest. Saving America, monkeypox, question mark. Lone Star Girl, who I think I actually follow, or AIDS. So every now and then, you get the clear-sighted member of the opposite sex dropping an A-bomb. And every now and then, of course, you get the uh, good old American cuck, male cuck, Jackie. No! Harley, you must be exhausted giving everything he has to Texas, he'll get better. We love you, Beto O'Rourke. Get well soon. That's Bob resists. Another American cuck. I bet that you do. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Whoa, that was a, I didn't see that last night. Oh, boy. Uh, Bobo's Bucks, getting a little graphic there. Especially, you see that? I was talking about the uh, the hospital experience. There it is. <laughs> oh, if you were here watching this video, it's too graphic. I'll explain it to you. It's a uh, pasty white ass taking an enormous, enormous stream of poo in Beto's direction. I love men that is this <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, there's fucking overkill here, but it is like one of the greatest overkill memes I've ever seen. <laughs> if only you were here to wait. I can't even describe it, except for the giant stream of uh, pasty white butt poo. Get better, future Governor O'Rourke. Average Joe comes in with tears of laughter there you go average joe we way to be responsible be well we got you this is from she doesn't do fake i want to live in a country that loves its children more than it loves guns these people are deranged he's smart to take a break and stay healthy just one of the many many reasons 
Betel will be so fantastic for Texas. That's from Kim W. Pro-democracy. All the signs and signifiers, the rainbow flag, the sunflower, the red heart, the peace sign, and of course, the Ukrainian flag right next to their name. Just take care of yourself. Texans need you. Rest, and then when you get ready, back on the road. And a lovely little animated gift. Rest, heal, feel better soon. Oh, don't even fucking know. Uh, USN veteran history buff. There's another cuck. Take care of yourself. We know that you've been pushing hard on the campaign trail. But don't overdo it. We need you. See you in November. Oh, they have a name, they have a name for it, Rovember, like Roe v. Wade. Just saying, get well soon, Beto. Watching Texas movement from TN. Alejandro. Another cuck. Praying for your full recovery. Annie got her shots. Oh boy. Your poor voice sounded very strained last week. Time to take a break. Heal and come back swinging. Sending healing vibes to you. Thank you for including us custodians. We have always been put to the back. I just want to say thank you. Custodians United for a gov for great Governor Better work. Together we shall see the sun come up in a brand new era. Yes, we can. Well, there you go. He just got the custodian vote. Cynically optimistic, enraged, and engaged. You are all unsung heroes. My daughter has spent a lot of time in hospitals. And custodians do so much help. Thank you. I think custodians are underrated. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Oh, uh, let's see. There's a Greg Abbott this. Melissa... That's your body telling you to rest. You've been on the go for a month straight. Heart. Wishing you a speedy recovery. This is Andrea from Germany. All the best from Germany. Cynthia Scott. Take care of yourself. Texas needs you. And they need you strong. strong. No, Texas doesn't fucking need them. I'm telling you that right now. Nurse Ashley. Hope you're on the mend soon, my friend. Blue Heart. Bob, Rob, Big Timber W. Take care of yourself. Texas, we don't fucking need them. Texas is just fine without Beto. Dose of Molly. Molly, of course, one of the uh, mask tards that actually has a picture of her with her mask on. Who the fuck does that? It's a dude, I think. Uh, take care of yourself, Beto. Texas needs you. Hell, the whole country needs you. Adrian LaCava. Peace sign. I don't know what her little hand emoji is. And of course, the ubiquitous Ukrainian flag. You're a superhuman, but not superhuman. Oh, I see. Please rest and recover. We'll wait. Blue heart, blue wave. Abbott wins in a landslide. We have to protect Beto here for thee. 
with the uh, trademark blue purple hair. We're some of the ones that are less than uh, congratulatory. Boots drink, boots drinks water and minds her business, whatever that is. Love him, love him. Cycling Ekidoka, take care of yourself. You've been pushing the campaign trail hard. Rest up and get better before you head out. We need you healthy. Caps win the cup 2018, Nats win world. Working hard to get drag queens into four-year-old classrooms. There we go. There we go. Screaming into the void. Take a few days to rest up. I'm with motherfucking Beto. Oh, okay. We got your back. I don't want my kids looking back at us 40 years from now and saying, who were those pendejos? Your kids would never say that. Jim, I stand with Ukraine. Please take care of yourself, sir. Your work, you work and campaign so hard for we the people. We know it's all from the heart, and your goal is to simply help everyone to have better lives. It's not his goal, but take some time to rest and heal. We need you healthy. Feel better. This crazy world. Take care of yourself, Beto. Judy Hockenberg. Judy Hockenberg. Get well, Beto. We love you. And Texas needs you. Take good care. Uh, this guy's kind of interesting. All right. This is this is an interesting tweet. Although in most cases these things are strictly private matters, you are a public person. You might want to release some more info about what the infection is to dispel rumors that are sure to arise. I'm no Beto fan, but his private health is not the public's business. It was sure as fuck everybody's public business when they were thinking that Trump was insane, right? It's it's our business when we see whatever the you know, the walking corpse clone animatron is in Washington. You don't think that's our business? They're public servants. Theoretically, of course, it's our business. Mimi Purnell, she's on the on the on the uh, red pill side. What's it called? A bioweapon, perhaps? Just plain. A virus doesn't respond to antibiotics. COVID, but bacterial infection does? Question mark. My Beto sign in my house, right in my house in Texas. You see these Beto fucking signs. I'm not going to spend a lot more time in this stream. Maybe stop eating dirt and this wouldn't happen. He eats dirt. I don't know what the fuck that is about. What is that? That is just weird. Kind of beautiful, but weird. Yeah, beautiful, but weird, I'm saying. There are some real funny ones. Looks like they've... um, There was definitely some funny ones. Jolie chugging my way to 6K Lucas. Rest, rest, rest. And when in doubt, rest. We need you back healthy and strong. When you order, when you order thoughts and prayers, but do your fucking jobs. 
shows up. Oh, that's Beto. I, I don't, some of these people, I just don't get their shit. The anti, um, the anti Beto stuff, Dale, monkeypox. Take care of yourself. We are thinking of you, Beto. There was some really, really good. Good stuff in here that was not. Uh, it was not pro Beto. Custodians are very important in the hospital. Next time you have to go to the hospital, request that no custodial workers step foot in your room to take care of your messes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave that there. I just thought. I just thought we'd have a little bit of humor here. But you can see the deep division, which leads us into Trump and the talk about Trump. So if you haven't seen the Alex Jones video, uh, let me see if I can just dial that up here. Uh, Alex Jones turned on Trump yesterday for about the 30th time. And he talks about So this is um This is what happened yesterday. This tweet pretty much encapsulates it. And I'm going to go through each one of these people the Trump exodus. GOP is cruising for a bruising if it nominates Donald Trump, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro never, ever, ever liked Trump. Never liked Trump. Who was he into? Was he a Ted, Ted Cruz guy? Whatever. Ben Shapiro is a fucking twerp. He's a little fucking twerp. And I mean, I'm just going to be straight up. Ben Shapiro's allegiances and alliances do not start with America first. Ben Shapiro is a dually and he parades around like he's some, you know, free speech, um, constitutionalist taking on the left. Ben Shapiro serves Ben Shapiro's interests and the interests of people that Ben Shapiro does business with and has holidays with. I'm sorry. Just take him off the fucking list. He's irrelevant. Ben Shapiro is irrelevant. Ann Coulter. Trump is done. He's done. It's over. Ann Coulter left the Trump train when Trump didn't build the wall. Ann Coulter. Some people might call her Tran Coulter, by the way. Uh, she was made fun of because early on she predicted that Donald Trump would win the presidency. I think it was on Bill Maher and people laughed at her and she was dead serious. And she was, she wrote a book about Trump. She was all in. And then when he didn't do the things like the only thing she wanted him to do was to build the wall. 
That didn't happen. And once he didn't do that, he lost Ann Coulter. A lot of people don't like her. A lot of people think, oh, she's a, you know, front runner, trader sellout bitch. You know who she's involved in a long-term relationship with? Jimmy J.J. Walker. That is weird. That is like one of the weirdest relationships. But then again, she is known as Tran Coulter. Uh, speaking of trans, now you got uh, Laura uh, Ingram. Ingraman. It's time to turn the page on Donald Trump. Now, Laura Ingram, longtime uh, Trump supporter, uh, Trump ally inside of Fox. Uh, she's, this has all happened with the exception of Coulter, although the quote might have come from yesterday. And then you have Alex Jones, I'm voting for Ron DeSantis. The, the whole voting game is a joke. Right. It's, it's a total joke. Joe headline on Infowars.com. We knew when Biden came out and said that Republicans would be violent before the midterms. Okay, let me see if I can find another clip of Jones here. I'm going to go. In. But that sets the stage, right? Yesterday was a day where the entire political machine and media did a 180 on Trump. And let me find the Jones video. Give me, just give me one sec here. I think I can pretty much find it. Wouldn't take me that long. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's go through this. Mm -mm -mm -mm. All right. So while I'm going through this and trying to find the video, let me just let me just recap it. Basically, Alex Jones got in touch with Trump. And um, he had called him out and said that uh, that Trump needed to take accountability for the vaccines. He need that that that's what he had to do. Let me see if I can find that video. I think it's right here. This is not the video from yesterday, but I'm firing it up here. Uh, this is from August 17th. This is where he's um, calling out Trump initially. This, this, this leads to the video from yesterday. So let me, let me play this for you. And I know a lot of you have, have, uh, Jasper, you're looking very handsome today. You are looking very handsome. If I was a female cat, I'd be into you. All right, here we go. Let's listen to this. And I got a message for President Trump. You are the real president. We're reelected by a landslide. I have fought for you. 
95% of what you've done has been incredible. You have amazing courage and energy, and I respect you. But if you continue to let this poison be pushed on our people and our children, I'm coming after you. I'm not risking my life and going through hell to sit here and then have it on my conscience, all these dead and dying children and others that are taking your stupid, evil, warp speed crap that you got fooled and roped into. But we all just heard DeSantis. He says, we now know we were lied to. That's the Rubicon you're crossing right now, Trump. We all know, you know, it doesn't work and it's a lie and it's poisonous. The side effects are the real effect. And so I want everybody to call Mar-a-Lago, call their information line, call Trump's resorts. He'll get the word. Everybody I know that talks to Trump, in fact, I could probably get a hold of him. I'm going to get a hold of his ass and say, what are you doing? Stop it. What do you think you've been a part of? Decouple now. Reject it now, and you will be forgiven. We don't think you did this on purpose, but if you continue, then you're doing it on purpose. The evidence is overwhelming. We're not going to allow you to join the New World Order and destroy us and depopulate us, Trump. Look at this. Jack Posobiec retweeted it. Patricia Carvalis, look at this. This is a real tweet. I just had my fourth dose after receiving... All right. That's where this ends. So that video led to a video yesterday where Alex Jones apparently had gotten in touch with Trump. I'm assuming Roger Stone connected them because Alex Jones employed Roger Stone for at least a couple of years to do one of the most meaningless um, podcasts or streams with him in Owen Schroyer. Roger Stone, a so-called political insider, had absolutely nothing to say or add. Like, here's a guy that theoretically has all this inside baseball. And I, I would keep waiting for him to say something that was like, oh, wow, really interesting. Like, I could have done this fucking show. Jasper could have done his show. Anyway, I think Stone got Trump in touch with Jones and... Jones and Trump had a conversation about the vaccines and uh, Trump basically said, no, they're good. Uh, I'm not going to say anything less than what I've been saying. And I, I just wish people would stop talking about it. Those were Trump's words, according to Alex Jones. And that is pretty much where the conversation ended. So then you could tell that uh, Alex Jones is deflated, defeated, then he sets a deadline of September 23rd. He's going to give him till September 23rd. And then after that, he's never going to mention his name again. And of course, there's the big push for DeSantis. So what is going on here? Uh, this is, I would not be surprised if Donald Trump gets arrested. 
when you have as many forces that are pivoting and turning on you the way that he has right now, uh, this is this is where uh, the rats jump off the sinking ship. And uh, does does Trump deserve this? You know, in typical Gemini fashion, I'd say yes and no. The the biggest crime in my mind that he's committed is exactly what Alex Jones is pissed off about, which is the whole vaccine thing. He could have come out, let's say in um, April of 2021 and said, you know, at the time, I really thought this was the best thing that we could do. I listened to my experts. Um, I listened to Deborah Burks, Tony Fauci, uh, James Redfield, and they were all in agreement that this was the best course of action. They assured me that the vaccines would be safe. And uh, honestly, I regret that decision. And I put my trust and faith in the so-called uh, people that understood the science. And I believe they were misguided and ultimately they were wrong. And as your president, I apologize for that. It was a time of crisis, and I was under a great amount of pressure and strain. And uh, I believe that you know we have the best people working for us. And in this case, I feel like uh, they did not deliver what needed to be delivered in a way that was factual, truthful, and ultimately fair regarding your health. And I, I apologize for that. If he could have done that, he would have won. He would have, won. he it doesn't matter what happens between now and 2024 or 2022, November, he would have won. And I don't think he's incapable of doing something like that, but he didn't do that. He had the double down, the triple down, the quadruple down. To me, that was the most egregious crime that he committed. Pushing it and then pushing it hard on the back end. And he had, he had a bunch of enablers. You know, he had people on the left that were doing the exact same thing. So this is, you know, was he forced to do this on his watch? Did he make money from it? He, you gotta, Woody Johnson is one of his friends. And Woody Johnson is a big benefactor to the Trump campaign. Johnson & Johnson had a vaccine, a shitty vaccine. It was not an mRNA vaccine, but you got clots from it anyway. Took a million dollars from Pfizer. Took that money that he was going to uh, send to the WHO and rerouted it to Gavi. I mean, there were just a bunch of things along the way that were just, they, didn't, they don't pass the smell test. And now the knives are coming out for Trump. They're coming out for Trump. When you have his long-term and I don't consider Ben Shapiro a long-term supporter. I wouldn't even put him in that camp. And Ann Coulter supported him up to the point where he did not finish the wall. Then after that, he was done in her book. And she's never deviated from that position. 
But when you lose Laura Ingram and you lose Alex Jones, even though Alex Jones has had a lot of makeup sex with Trump along the way, breakup and makeup. He's broken up with Trump so many times. Um, but yesterday was a very pivotal day. And so when we look at what's going on in terms of the repositioning of the so-called left, again, we're playing a game here. We're just watching this thing play out, all right? We're just watching it play out. And I'm not, I'm not taking a side, but I can see what's going on. So this um, imposter who's the president and his regime are doing an absolutely great job for Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and their masters in Tel Aviv and Frankfurt and London. Doing a great job for them. Oh, and Davos. Doing a great job for them. For us, they're doing a horrible job. If you're somebody who is wishing Beto a speedy return, uh, then they're doing a great job for you, or he's doing a great job for you. He's not. This country is being dismantled plank by plank by plank. There's not a day that goes by where I don't read about uh, a fire at a food process processing plant. Another one just happened at a chicken. Pro so they're destroying our infrastructure. Like we're at war. Okay, we are at war. They're destroying our infrastructure. They're sending all these armaments over to Ukraine. They're not replacing them. See, the military-industrial complex is going, oh, great. Well, we'll get to make more bombs and things that blow people up and support equipment and infrastructure. That's not. It's not being replaced at the same rate. We're being depleted of those things. They're all getting sent over to Ukraine. Who the fuck knows where that's going? You know, that's a trip through your dark imagination. You know, we're being depleted in terms of, you know, our health. People are not well. I mean, I talk to people on a daily basis, either through my network or through clients. And there are people who have had COVID. And they, they, some of these people have not recovered. And these are people that didn't get shots, by the way. Like, they're, they're still, like, not completely 100%. So our populace is not well. We're not well. We're demoralized for the most part. Our infrastructure is being destroyed. Our job, our small businesses are being completely obliterated. The big box lot stores, they're doing just great. Right? So we're we're in a very intense place. And now the rhetoric on the left and the right and the black and the white is reaching levels that are even beyond my comprehension at times. And not that I'm some fucking big brain, but I can hold a lot of different pieces together, right? And try to connect the dots. I was watching Jason Whitlock last night and there's a story that came out of Utah and it was a Duke volleyball player, happens to be black, somebody in the crowd blurted out the n-word and then all of a sudden you have Stephen a smith uh the loudmouth from espn going on and on and on about you know this terrible event lebron james chiming on a twitter did it even really happen who brought it up it was the girl's grandmother duke volleyball player in utah did it even really happen we live in an age of cell phones Everybody's got a fucking cell phone. Everybody's got a fucking camera. There's no video footage 
of anybody saying that or the aftermath. None. None. So what are they doing? They're stoking the fires. And it's not even a race war now. I don't think this thing is headed into a race war. They'd love for it to be a race war. It's not headed into a race war. They're stoking the fires because they are branding Republicans and the right and so-called patriots. They're branding every single one of them as terrorists, as threats to be removed. And I'm watching the Biden machine. I'm watching the left begin to make this pivot that they're the real Americans, that they're the ones that are the true patriots. They're the ones that truly believe in the values that are American, even though they won't come right out and say it. And they're casting the so-called right as fascists. This is a tactic. This is a big tactic. And this is what socialists do. This is the socialist blame game. And it's dangerous. And Trump has become the figurehead, right? The tip of the spear. So it's almost like people are being extorted because things are starting to get hot. And if they, like, even politically, there are people inside of the GOP, whatever. I don't really give a fuck about these people, to be honest with you. But they're inside there saying, look, we got, we got to move to the center. This is getting too, too crazy. January 6th and all this other bullshit, right? Just wait. School season's coming. And I guarantee you, within the first six weeks of school season, there'll be a shooting. I guarantee you. It'll be in a red state. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Texas. Won't be in Florida. You know why? Because Ron DeSantis is their man. He is the next guy to replace Trump. And as far as DeSantis goes, let me just do a little quick Ron DeSantis run down here. This is the guy that you cannot trust. You can't trust any politician. I'm trying to get on Christine's good side today. But Ron DeSantis, I'm just going to go down and I'm going to scroll into Ron DeSantis' military, military intel, uh, went to Yale. There's no um, proof that he's a skull and boner, but I wouldn't be surprised. And let's go into, this is the most important part right here. Just got a few minutes left in the show. Do not trust Ron DeSantis. Looks good, sounds good. This is all you got to read right here. DeSantis introduced the Palestinian Accountability Act, which would halt USA to the Palestinian Authority until it formally recognizes Israel's right to exist as a Jewish state and severs all ties with the militant group Hamas. Hamas is a controlled opposition. DeSantis co-introduced the non-discrimination of Israel Labeling Act, which I talked about, which would defend the right of Israeli producers to label products manufactured in the West Bank as Israeli, made in Israel, product of Israel. West Bank belongs to the Palestinians. And he's just like, nah, we're not going to recognize you. He supported the relocation of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem as Governor DeSantis pledged to be the most pro-Israeli governor in America. In light of Airbnb's decision to no longer allow rentals of Israeli settlements, in the West Bank on January 15th, DeSantis directed the Department of Management Services to no longer reimburse state employees and state contractors for travel incurred with Airbnb. Later that month, 
He accepted the State Board Administration's recommendation to place Airbnb on Florida's scrutinized companies list. DeSantis visited Israel, accompanied by Sheldon Adelson, a mega donor to his 2018 gubernatorial campaign, in May to attend a, a ceremony held by Florida Atlantic University and Ariel University, celebrating the agreement of a plan to exchange and research opportunities between universities and respective students. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all you need to look at. Ron with Benny. There's a reason why Ron DeSantis is so popular. There's a reason why he's been bulletproof. He's the man. He's their new man. And in order to do that, they got to take down the old man. And that old man is Donald Trump. They're through. They're through with him. They're through with him. They used him. They used him, and now they're going to toss him aside. They're going to toss him aside for a younger, more centrist version and somebody who will probably be more appealing to the general public. That's what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on here. Donald Trump has burned all of his favors. And actually, I'm going to say something. I, I feel sorry for Trump. And I know that a lot of people will delight in whatever happens to him. And he may not be completely done, by the way. But he is on the, he is on the cusp of being put in cuffs. Now, think about what that's going to mean symbolically. It's not going to look well. It's not going to go down well. And the ramifications in terms of how people respond, both legitimately and in a pre-programmed fashion, could be very, very difficult for the rest of us. All right, I'm out of here. Use your head in order to discern what's for your heart, too simple as possible. For me and my, my, my cohort, Jasper, have yourself a great day. We'll be back here tomorrow. Until then, bye for now.